0: I don't know if you can hear this sound, but do you know what it is? It's a lighter, because I'm starting to fire up in this beast today. My name is Jonathan Warner, and this is Conspiracy Campfire. And guess who's with me as
1: usual? Hey, it's Scott Freshhour, Fresh Hour, and I also uh, lit a match earlier. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: <sighs> and?
2: and orange gold <laughs>
0: and there he is everybody so welcome to another wonderful week of conspiracies with us everybody we have our three stories and we got some fun ones in store today first and foremost did the Russians come across a neanderthal number two is bill gates trying to block out the sun and last but not least are aliens actually underwater That's what we're going to be talking about today. So get the marshmallows, get the graham cracker, get the chocolate ready. We've got the fire. This is Conspiracy Campfire. Fire sounds. another week, another episode, and another bunch of hoopla that I'm sure that we're going to get into. We're always going to say thank you to everyone who's listening out there. Uh, stand by because we do have some fun stuff coming down the pipe in the next probably week or two, maybe three. Depends on on how uh, quickly we can get Scott up to par on technology. Uh, I can't guarantee anything, but let's just dive right into our stories for the week. And Scott, tell us, what is going
1: on in Russia? Uh, interspecies breeding, believe it or not. Um, I always find it interesting when I stumble upon these stories of, uh, you know, more or less like the missing link or, or some sort of a de-evolved or unevolved human being. And so when I stumbled across this story, I was like, we're talking about it, baby. That's The
0: Descent, dude. We Who? talked about that movie already, uh, probably in like episode three or four. Descent? Uh, the Descent, Yeah. Uh, you're not going to remember it, so just keep going.
1: Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the story here is, and you know, I found this story on TikTok. Go ahead and laugh at me, but it led me to looking to other things. And so, if you want to learn more about the story, you got to go to uh, the uh, Go Duck Go browser because Google will filter it out. Duck Go. What is it? Duck, 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 go. duck go. <laughs> goose, you're it. Okay. But anyway, you know, you know, when you search on that, you know, Google filters things out. So anyway, I, I read into the story. And basically the story is in the 1950s, a group of hunters in uh, what is now present Romania were hunting and they stumbled across a, a young, like six, seven year old, more or less they called it a Neanderthal. We might call it Bigfoot here in 2021, but they called it a Neanderthal. And it very We're much trying to uh, force the Bigfoot agenda, Scott. I'm always pushing it. That's the missing link. And they anyway, they found her. They they captured her after a struggle. I guess she was very aggressive, very standoffish. But they captured her, took her back to this Romanian village and put her in a cage uh, where she lived for quite a while. Uh, She was very much a wild animal, would sleep in a hole, poop in a hole, whatever, whatever. Uh, But what they started to do, I I read her whole story. It was very interesting. They actually begin to domesticate her in a similar way that you would a horse. So like she slowly started calming down. Uh, She she, she, she stopped being so aggressive. Uh, And eventually they would like chain her to a post more or less. And she wouldn't fight to get off of it. So she apparently was a real thing and and got so domesticated to the point that she was able to walk around, um, you know, unleashed to say, Uh, I did find it interesting. (laughs) She never learned how to talk. She just made screeches and grunts. But uh, very nonchalantly in the article, it mentions that men in the village would would mate with her. Um, Yeah, they would mate with the half girl, half ape. Uh, And she would have offspring, which she would give to birth in her cage or whatever. Um, And most of them would die. But one of them lived. And you could learn about him because he died in the fifties or, or late forties, and he claims that his mother was this Neanderthal, and he is the uh, <laughs> he is the uh, uh, the uh, the result of a steamy, hot affair <laughs> uh, with a with a purebred male and a, just a Neanderthal woman.
0: Okay, so a couple of things I want to jump in here with. You started this off saying it was the 1950s. Just a quick clarification: it's the
1: 1850s when they actually found her. Yes, yeah, they, she was discovered in the 1850s. I'm sorry if I said 1950s. No, 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 so, you good.
0: That's what we're yeah. here for, Scott. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, so, okay, some a couple of things that really stuck out to me in the article was, of course, you know, these guys would go and. I don't know. Would, would I don't know if you'd call it rape or whatever, but what what, what actually happened... In 1850,
2: came, it was always consensual.
0: She, everything's <laughs> consensual. She actually became uh, uh, quite the fan of wine, and she would get yes. super drunk and pass yes. out, and then they yes. would go sleep with her. <laughs> there you go. So, but there, the- they said that she was extremely strong. Like, she could carry, like, 120 pounds yeah. with, like, one arm up a hill, like, one of those deals, and she was fast, like, as fast as a horse. Yeah. Like, very, very fast. So some really interesting things. There's a picture of this, and, and we're referencing the article. Uh, it's actually from this website called exemplar.com, and the only author name that is on there is something called Gazy. <laughs> uh, so hat tip to Gazy, but job, there's, a Gazy. P- there's a picture that we'll post on our social.
1: The picture's a little suspect. <laughs> The picture is very suspect. Um, it looks like very early Photoshop, like somebody who learned Photoshop earlier that week and they're like, "Oh yeah, I can put a little smile on a monkey." <laughs> right, That's right, right, right. It's exactly what it is. I thought but it was every- the Mona Lisa
2: and it was altered. <laughs> I really
1: did. <laughs> but
2: You got to you know, see this picture.
0: Aside from the picture, actually I think the the article would have had a little bit more credibility without that picture to be honest. Yeah. Like it- the way they explain things, like yes, she dug a hole to sleep in. She was very aggressive. People wouldn't go near her cage. They would literally just throw food at her. Mm-hmm. Things that you would expect out of somebody that was a uh, potential Neanderthal or, or something along those lines. So the the story that goes ar- around with it it does make sense in terms of like how they were treating, how she acted. She basically like got to the point where like the most like human thing she could do was like smash corn. And that's pretty much the extent yeah. of it. But yeah. No. I mean, her it's bosom
2: was described as massive.
0: That's the only <laughs> thing that Oren got from the entire article. <laughs> and covered in thick, dark hair. <laughs> Again, just the way we it One like of the it. things that catches Oren's attention for yeah. all you ladies out there. If you yeah. have a. Pig. I like
2: a uh, hairy bosom that's massive. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: uh, this sounds I don't a know lot how like how those
2: Russia, men in Russia. that village
1: could could hold back their,
2: their That's passion. what I'm saying like first of all why 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 like i you're know in some small why are those why are those village? yeah you know what fair point and there's we'll, like we'll leave it at that Scott, two of yeah. them are your family you yeah. might start looking at the me they probably you know saw some other aunt. this one looks like the most human animal they've ever she's asked. better than a goat so, fair enough Two, though uh it's like she's like she just being so submissive to 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 these guys, like she can just buck these guys off like no problem. No, no, no. She oh, get no. drunk
0: and passed out.
1: She would she would drink. Oh, okay, that's right. You did say that. You did say Okay, and then they so would, that uh, makes more gentleman. sense. So yeah, very good. You know, just this it. sounds
0: a lot like very good. Very Russia. Good. <laughs> Russia sounds a lot like the Oklahoma of the world. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say this. Of course, this comes out of Russia because everything like this comes out of Russia, but. If something like this were to occur, like it would make sense in Russia. Like Russia's huge and there's a lot of like untapped yeah. land up there.
2: Yeah, and yeah. they probably Siberia's you know huge. were were banking on the fact that this wouldn't get out because they're yeah, in Siberia. Nothing
1: leaves Siberia. They're in mm-hmm. Russia. Except the winter soldier. That's right. <laughs> okay. He's doing great. I just saw him the other day. He's having sushi in oh, one of cool. the day with some chick.
0: So okay. So let's just Okay, we're going to do this a little a little differently. Let's just jump right into our scale, and then we can kind of talk a little bit more about why we're giving this in a little bit more detail. So for this one, let's go a scale of 0 to 10 uh, cranial ridges.
2: I was going to say the exact same thing.
0: Wow. High five, Oren. Boom. Okay, so cranial ridges. Let's start with Oren. What is the likelihood that this uh, Neanderthal was a Neanderthal it's actually real?
2: Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say what's the likelihood that they, these guys actually had sex with this thing no
0: that's a, that's a that's a 10 that's a, that's a 10 out of 10 ah <laughs> uh, the uh, 3 whoa whoa
2: i can't uh, discount I, it i mean she could just be a very ugly everyone woman Everyone <laughs> needs to mark
0: this occasion we are on episode i believe it's uh 18 20, 20. Not counting, the, not counting the fan mail. Not counting not the fan mail. Okay. Yeah. yeah, So I think we're 18 or 19. Um, oh. Or has given something a three. So.
1: It's good. Uh, I mean, it all, all adds right. up. You know, it's Russia. It's ugly women. You need to look. We need to look into. <laughs> it looks. There's also stories of Russia right. doing the half chimpanzee, half men soldiers. I believe human Z that comes out of Russia too. I mean, if they're electing people like Putin,
0: <laughs> all right scott uh, what is your uh, likelihood that this is a legit neanderthal coming out of russia i'll
1: How give it an big, eight cranial
0: ridges <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll give it eight an eight Cranial ridges say that again sorry eight eight of the ridges eight cranial ridges okay okay yeah, um it's just because this is what i've been trying to tell you what bigfoot is i i believe it is the missing link so to speak it is the Peace between the 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 most recent hominid i don't know it was a neanderthal or caveman or whatever they called it and the human species there's there there needs to be a leap there and that's why i believe bigfoot is one of these neanderthal creatures they're as fast as horses they're super strong of course in some of these desolate parts of siberia or uh the himalayas or parts of north america of course you're going to have sightings because there's places for these creatures to go so i believe with 100 certainty i'm going to give it eight results. 100, <laughs> I believe 100 percent in those eight ridges. 60% okay, well, of the time I it
0: works. I'm gonna jump time. in here and say, uh, I want to remind you, they're called big feet, not big right. bosoms. Okay, that's what this one has. She was not that tall, she was not that big. I unhesitatingly knock down your Bigfoot uh theory entirely. Yeah, but what if the males of one, the
1: species are much bigger, much hey, like Scott, other Scott, Scott.
0: I am giving this one a five because i could see it going either way and i'm and i'm very content with a five on this one so five i say degrees. that
2: about uh this big bosom chick too she can go either way
0: <laughs> all <laughs> right so um we are going to put the neanderthal to rest as i guess that they yeah. did with wine back then uh, and we are going to move into the bill gates and is he blocking out the sun So I'm going to give you guys one guess as to who sent me this story,
1: Priscilla, Rasan, Rasan from our first uh, from our first fan mail episode.
0: Priscilla is right, Oren. Good job, Priscilla.
1: Sorry, Rasan.
0: Saw us another one here. Okay. Now, this isn't necessarily a conspiracy in terms of, is he actually trying to do it? The, there's many articles out there. You can Google it and it'll pop up. The one that I'm going to be referencing is actually from Forbes. Okay. So that's, I would consider a pretty, uh, pretty legit, uh, you know, it's not empirical. Depends on who you, you ask. Yeah. Um, so this, this article is from Ariel Cohen. And basically what they're saying is that there's like – I'm going to try and keep this really, really brief and really uh, kind of thin down on what exactly it is. But basically there's like an aerosol spray that has like a non-toxic calcium carbonate uh, that puts a dust out into the atmosphere. And what this dust actually does is it is a sun-reflecting aerosol that is supposed to offset the effects of global warming. Okay, so obviously global warming, warming is a really, really big, uh, you know, topic and conversation, and it has been for years and years, and it will continue to be. But, but basically, what he's trying to say, and he's actually partnered up with your homeboys over at Harvard, Scott. Um, so uh, a, bunch of, a bunch of scientists have actually, uh, you know, I've spoken like a true
2: Harvard person,
0: <laughs> and created <Yeah>. this. But, <laughs> but basically, uh, this gets class. into like solar geoengineering and how you can you know, manipulate the strength of the sun and all this kind of weirdness that goes on that's way above my pay grade and knowledge base and all that stuff. But but basically, that's what the concept is, is that he's the one who's, um, you know, kind of leading the charge with these scientists uh, to spray paint the atmosphere and have it uh, as a solar reflective... Uh, that it comes get down. That thing.
2: comes So my thing is, okay, so why, one... Have they already been testing this with chemtrails? I mean, is that what's been going on? And then it's just like now they're coming out saying like, "Hey, we have this good idea, and it's been working." I,
0: it's it, it's a little different than chemtrails. I think chemtrails are actually in a lot of cases now. Scott, you probably can talk this a little better than I can, but chemtrails, from what I've read and what I've talked to people about, uh, they they aren't necessarily for that aspect of like blocking solar energy and stuff. Like a lot Mm -hmm. of it has to do with like weather manipulation and Mm -hmm. crop manipulation and those kind of things, but I could be wrong, Scott, you can correct me. No,
1: um, that's similar. I've never heard it in. I've never heard this needing to be done or even being proposed to have been done Okay, being done. I guess my second question would be, why would we,
2: we, or why would they try to block I mean, I understand the concept of blocking the sun, but why wouldn't they try to just have a chemical that would combat the amount of CO2 that's in the air? Yeah,
1: that that was my question too. Why are we doing that? Why aren't we just fixing things like emissions from giant companies or like let's 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 yeah and wouldn't companies planet, let's fix that let's not yeah. this is hey, abandoned hey, hey. let's not get political on this
0: <laughs> this isn't <laughs> right political no, no, I mean, I, this is like these are theories no, that or, or, they, earth right but it's saying.
2: like well, bill uh, gates is let's, oh, real quick what if it's like they're doing this so that they don't have to change their carbon emission standards
0: or, or and that's how i see it, it. If you look yeah. at a lot of these like green pushes around the world, right? Right. You have some countries that are way further ahead than others when it comes to, you know, incorporating solar energy and, and green and all that stuff. And then yeah. you have like obviously you have like China who's like way behind the curve on that, right? So there's only so much that any any country can do to affect another country. Right. And I don't know who has the right to sit back and be like, you know what? Dib's on the atmosphere. I'm gonna yeah. go change it up there. You know, yeah, so you, that's you I mean, work. that's a whole different story that we could get into in itself. Plain But man. I think, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. There, there really is a huge, huge layer of that. But I, I think that there might be an aspect of that, of we can't get the change to happen fast enough mm. and have enough influence over other countries in order for it to happen in the time frame that we need to. So what other alternatives do we have? Plain devil's advocate. I don't know if that's the case, but that's mm. what I could see. Um, they don't know how much it's going to take either. (laughs)
2: Yeah. So they have something that they think, or they know it sounds like they know it can reflect the sun's rays or energy. They just don't know how much they need and how it will affect anything.
0: They really don't know how it's going to affect things. And, you know, if you look back at the times of like drastic temperature changes um, throughout the history of the world, like, you know, talking about like, when I say drastic, it could be like the global temperature drops like two degrees in a year or something like that. That's a big change. Like that's a huge effect. So if you're doing that just like that, there could be a lot of negative effects to it. It could, it could affect, uh, you know, crops, it can affect, uh, Hmm. sea life. You can attack, you know, everything pretty much. So there, you know, there, there are a lot of things that could go wrong that they just don't know.
2: Yeah. No kidding. Like (laughs) how it'll affect cancer rates.
0: Yeah. Well, there's nothing that we do right now that doesn't positively affect cancer rates. So I I know
2: (laughs) I'm just saying it's like, you know, hey, if this is great, if this is something that they can somehow use positively and effectively. But I mean, it's like I mean, really, you think about it, it sounds more like a Band-Aid on a, you know, a bullet wound.
0: But I mean, test it out in China first. (laughs)
1: no kidding right maybe we <laughs> all share try- the same atmosphere though john
0: well but try, just- you know what tested in russia
1: you know <laughs> <laughs> see if
0: see if more neanderthals pop up yeah or oklahoma <laughs> okay so let's just let's just say this um i mean if you look at it i mean we they don't know how much it's going to be they don't know i i think the question is going to be for this one is what is the possibility that something like this could have a positive effect on global warming. Not that we already know that, that that Bill Gates is involved in it and he's trying to push this and stuff. But what do we think? Like, is this something that could actually work? So let's go ahead and say uh, zero to ten aerosol cans, spray paint cans, because that's pretty much what it sounds like. It is. <laughs> yeah. Right. So Scott, uh, how many how many spray paint cans are you giving this one?
1: Uh, life, uh, life finds a way all right jeff you know what i'm saying jeff goldblum jurassic park look i i believe that this is a brilliant way to solve something and i truly hope it this isn't like because we're out of options of healing our earth and this is like our last option because if it is i'm i'm a little nervous um do i believe the science could potentially cool our planet yeah, but talk about a domino effect. I mean, just look at what they what happened when they reintroduced wolves into Yellowstone and what it does to an ecosystem. I mean, you take one species out of an area and it, the balance mother nature has created starts getting thrown off. So now imagine doing that on a global scale where we're trying to dim the entire planet so we can cool down. I mean, the risks, the unknown risks are Exponentially frightening. So, do I believe so, the science works?
0: Let's bring it. Could let's it bring it back in just a little bit and say, what is the likelihood of it actually working? I'm not saying because we can't really get into that, the. Uh, we am just saying we I can't really get into the effects of like how it will negatively affect the world, right?
1: But, sure. Goodness. Well, then I, I'd give it a 10 because it, clearly they have some sort of a uh, of a, a solution or a plan here. So well, c- can they do it? Will it work? Yeah. 10 out of 10, it will probably work. But it in the You'd long 10 term, out of I ten think, it will probably work. <laughs> but, but I'm 100%. 80,
0: I'm 100%. Giving it an eight. <laughs> All right, Oren, what you got on this one? I
2: got to give it a zero. And it's just because um, it, it's kind of what you were saying. Well, no, because I mean. How many times? We, mother Nature always wins. Like we're not gonna. This is. Uh, – We have no idea always. how it's gonna. Yeah, we have no idea how this will react. It can be. It can be a complete failure and just not work at all in any degree, or it's either going to be that, or it's going to be a complete disaster. I think, you know, they're they're trying to they're the proper way to do it we're is what we're doing options. now. Yeah, we're looking for options, but the way to do it is to just you know go green. Cut the carbon emissions and then look for solutions to repair the ozone later because they say that in the in this article that it could possibly repair the ozone this is what they're trying to do but they don't they still don't know there's not enough data so it's like this is all 100 percent theory there's nothing to it so as far as what i believe if, if it'll be a positive effect or have any effect um i'm going to give it a zero
0: so I think from my side, it, I, I really do think that the science behind it is probably valid. I yeah. obviously don't know, but I would say that the, what they have, the this spray aerosol, car, calc- whatever it is, does work in reflecting solar rays. Now, in terms of it actually being able to stay, work, and not negatively affect the world, that's a whole different question because that's – I'm I'm assuming that something probably pretty bad would happen if it's not thoroughly and properly vetted out. So, in terms of it actually working, I probably have to give it like a seven or an eight of it of, of just the fact that like it could reflect work, the sun, that it's going to reflect it, the sun and it has right. the ability to to cool the Earth. Now, could it? could i mean i i mean what do you have to do every week send up a bunch of freaking you know gang members who are tagging just to like respray the atmosphere or yeah i don't know how like how often you have to Tons actually of spray
1: that. cans and now they're talking about i mean so my guess would be something like the Ganali device in the amazing spider-man
0: and on that note let's move on to story <laughs> number three scott let's toss this one back to you and tell us about the underwater aliens
1: yeah, well, I thought this might be a good topic of conversation as uh, as our kind of our main story of the night, um, and it's something that I've been kind of uh, you know thinking about a lot is aliens on the bottom of the ocean. Now, there's been a lot of UFO videos that have been released by our military, by our navy specifically of orbs, uh, craft going into the ocean with ease. I, it's very fascinating that these things would be going underneath the water. Then add on a layer of folklore of Atlantis, a city under the ocean, or you know mermaids and all these things. There's a lot of folklore about things going on under the sea. And quite honestly, if you're launching nukes in the late 40s uh, and testing a lot of them in the 50s, you know this might alarm a species that also inhabits the planet with us. I mean, we could very well be the Naboo. And they could be the Gungans. like we, <laughs> like so they. Weird. We know we're. And, and, and to be completely fair, I mean, think about it. Like all of the great mysteries of our society, from the pyramids to other kinds of pyramids and more pyramids and all these <laughs> other weird things that we see. What what if th- these are species? That species in, in in facing an ice age said. Time to go underwater. We're an advanced civilization. We could just go underneath the water. Uh, we could create our own atmosphere underneath there. We could live at the depths, blah, blah, blah. We can blah, blah, blah. We're an advanced society, right? The There's always evolution. an advanced society. Yeah. So I just wanted to kick it over to you guys, the plausibility that these aliens aren't coming from the outer space. They're coming from the ocean. Cue the Baywatch theme. The <laughs> um, aliens has, running on the beach with hairy breasts
0: <laughs> there are a lot of questions that i have around this before i could actually say because why i mean why would they need to l- live underwater i mean uh, maybe if I mean, you think it of- could be part of the agreement
2: with
1: the government where we're not going to search underwater. We're just wasting our time out in outer space. Right. It's often said that 80, some 70 to 80 percent of our surface is covered in the ocean. That's the next frontier. We don't know anything about what's going on underneath the ocean. Like It's it's a it's very mysterious. No, I understand that. And I'm not saying that like I,
0: I'm this isn't a question about the efficacy of you know the ocean being a place where aliens come and go but why like live down there is basically why that but you know mm. it, I, this this kind of goes back to Scott I know you haven't seen it or you have Pacific Rim right so basically you haven't seen Pacific Rim okay no. so basically these <laughs> kaijus which are you know monsters from another world there's a portal at the bottom of the ocean that they actually come through and then they attack different parts of the world so in terms of like there being like a portal underwater that actually could very much make sense to me uh, but in terms of like them living
1: down there, I just yeah. don't see why I there, there's no I, well, good reason why for me. imagine a imagine an advanced race. Maybe similar to us, but obviously they grew in different ways, right? They didn't have the same elementary education that we had. They had their own societies, things that we probably can't even comprehend, but it would answer that maybe, maybe that's who built these pyramids. And that's what Atlantis is, Um and, you know, facing an ice age or, or a huge look, there's been extinction level events throughout our, our history. This this could have been prior to one of these events. And you, potentially we're facing a extinction level event in our time living under the ocean in some sort of a bubble that you can kind of recreate. It seems a lot more feasible than hopping on a ship to Mars for four years.
0: So so you're saying that it might uh, you're putting out the theory that this is actually humans that are down there.
1: Yes. And they are, the evolved humans are actually what we see today as gray aliens. They're living under the water. So their skin tone is pale white to gray. Their eyes are a little bit bigger because guess what? It's really dark on the bottom of the ocean and uh, they had to de-evolve, right? Like, why do they need a nose? We're living under the ocean. So if you think about hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years of evolution from where we currently are, you know, it's been argued that we could potentially become gray aliens. Okay. i'm not on mind. board
0: with that one <laughs> in terms of <laughs> them being evolved humans by any stretch of the imagination but i i personally think or that whatever
1: like- or whatever was whatever that was back then. Like it's, it's pretty ignorant to think that a a pre civilization before an extinction level event that they had noses, eyes, ears, fingernails, like us right left alone. And if you believe in evolution, I mean, that's what could have evolved. Maybe a great alien is what evolved first and that's what they are.
0: And I'm, and I'm not, I'm not discounting that at all. I'm just, you know, those beans I think would be elsewhere. Uh, not on earth and i think that you know maybe planet jumpers maybe they you know go planet to planet or whatever it is i i again i'm just gonna i could see it being a place like a portal where like there's an entry system it's probably you know easier to stay undetected maybe there's something about the ocean that actually makes it easier for the portal to occur i don't exactly know i could see it on that side um but i i i don't the living underwater thing and just hanging out there because they can, I think they can go explore space, go, go, go other places.
1: (laughs) Orin. Well, but maybe they couldn't. I don't, uh, you know know what I mean? I
0: I
2: think if aliens, you know, like you were saying, there's a lot of reported sightings of UFOs and things coming, going into the water and coming out of the water. Um, As far as I'd say it's feasible to think that that's a hiding place temporary. But not somewhere like they're living there. Um, it's just a way to get, you know, I mean, they can basically teleport through space. They can go through wormholes. They can travel at the speed of light, apparently. They're not going to just hang out in our ocean. But I mean, um, then again, unless they're, you know, uh, they're, I mean, they're just hiding there. That's what I'm thinking. It's like if, if they are doing anything, they're just hiding. They're not, there's nothing living down there other than guess, those I ugly sea they- creatures.
1: I guess the thing that I'm thinking, I just keep thinking of is what if this idea of space travel is just ridiculous? And what if, what if in five years the president comes out and says hey look our co2 emissions are so bad that we have to leave this planet forever there's an option that we go to mars we put everybody on a spaceship and we fly five years to mars or we live under the water until we know that whatever is in the air co2 is gone um or or it's healthy for us to come back again that's we don't have to worry
2: about about that though because bill gates has a big ass plane that's going <laughs> to spray stuff in the air and help us. So your Very point true. is, your Very point true. is moot. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm
1: just really hyped up on this one.
2: No, I, I hear it. you, man. You, you love your aliens, but it's, it's just, uh, let <laughs> I me, mean, you know, I have no reason to think that, I mean, you probably, like you said, you've obviously looked into it more. I am, sh- you know, spoiler alert, everybody, I'm a skeptic. I don't know if y'all know this about <laughs> me or not, but I just don't feel like, uh, it's, it's a I don't think there's anything living under there of a level of intelligence comparable to humans, maybe except for the octopus.
0: Okay, so on a scale of 0 to 10, let's go uh, Nanu Nanus. Okay. Uh, nanu Nanus. Are there a, or is there a, I don't know, let's say an alien civilization living under the water? Let's, that's going to be the question that we have. Or, or, or let's know, you know what, Scott, uh, you're literally like beaming up at the eyes. Like where are you at? <laughs> I,
1: I believe it. I, I believe it. You look back to these tales of Atlantis. To me, it just makes more sense to go under the ocean until it's time to come back up. And when they did come up, they go, oh crap, dinosaurs. Okay. I'll go back down. They'll come back up. Oh crap. They're setting off nukes out here. Go back down. I think it's happening. <laughs>
0: so oh yes yeah, so, it's so
1: 10 nemo 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 nemos and i'll give you not uh, nemo dude it's not a
0: fish <laughs> Nanu, Nanu. okay
1: uh what did i say You said nemo, nemo nemo or
0: something <laughs> Oren.
2: yeah i think i think um everybody knows what mine is so yeah i'm just gonna say it's a zero because it's yeah it's just not feasible i don't i don't
0: see it asked the way that i did is there a civilization of aliens living under the ocean i'm a staunch
1: and i don't hero. think aliens is the right word non-humans
0: okay then a 10 out of 10 because yeah because yeah there's and sharks there's and <laughs> octopi and yeah i'm not a of coral with, with <laughs> let's just call it uh say, uh, uh what, sentient beans sen- sen- sentient beans sure yeah yeah no zero uh, i'm not on board with that one <laughs> not uh, non-earthers Non- not well zero non-earth Nemo <laughs> yes uh but yeah i d- i definitely think that there could be some portals going on down there but that's pretty much where i'm at so
2: um, Can't understand you. That
0: you go back story to was country. just about as bad as uh, Scott's knockoff Dodger hat that he keeps taking on and off during this episode. But that is going to actually wrap up our three stories. We talked. Yeah, it's about, not even fitted, bro. Oh, yeah.
1: I don't do fitted. I do snapback, uh, snapbacks and tattoos.
0: <laughs> our first story was about the uh, Neanderthal in Russia. Number two was Bill Gates and him trying to block out the sun. And last but not least, are aliens living under the water. No. All right. So, with that being said, that's what we got for the night. Hopefully, you had a wonderful experience sitting around the fire with us tonight. I'm Jonathan Warner. And with me, as always, is Scott Freshour and Aaron Aaron Gould. Hey, Aaron. Aaron Gould. Hey, Aaron. Scott, where can they find us on Twitter?
1: I believe it's at campfire underscore dudes.
0: Orin where can they find us on Instagram at conspiracy campfire. And you can also email us at conspiracy gmail.com. We have a fan episode coming up. So please get in those questions as quickly as you can. And, uh, you know, again, thank you for all the support. Keep sharing this with your friends. Hello to all you out in Denmark and the Czech Republic and the U S except for those in Oklahoma from Oren. I don't you think know. he wants to say hi to those people. Uh, I do. Hi, Oklahoma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And- <laughs> Oh, I hope you all now. have a real good week.
1: It's the s'mores. I'm going to go I hope you have a real good week. i I'm job at the Chevy dealership. Gosh. Yeah. That is how
0: we're ending the episode. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, we are. Just shove the s'mores in your face, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.
1: <laughs> you a club.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm keeping all that.
1: <laughs> First, you take the gram. You stick the chocolate on the gram. Then, you roast my the malo. No, it's my sleeping bag. That's mine. When the malo's flaming, yes, it is yours. It's yellow you stick it on the chocolate. You set the place then, on fire, you cover it with the other end. Yeah, make me one of
2: those. Yeah, me too. Then you scuff.